Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode one of the Raising Kings podcast. You are here with Jay Bent, and across from me is my brother Rail. Yo. Uh, man, we are excited to be on this journey with y'all. Long time coming. We've been having this in the works for about, what I say, like a few months now. Yeah. We're going to get right into it, tell y'all a little bit about ourselves. My brother Rail going to go first. Yo. Like you said, my name Rail, Coach Twitty, Dada from Isaiah. I got a whole lot of names, wear a whole lot of hats. I'm the associate head coach at Huguenot High School, basketball that is. I'm married to Brianna. Got a one-year-old, Isaiah, who is right now growing like a weed and into everything. You know how it is, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. No um, free time. It's even hard trying to record and do this for real, for real. You know, we right. both got those little ones. Like Rail, I'm a coach as well. I'm a father. I'm not married yet. But, uh, you know, I have a uh, one-year-old son at home, Trenton. And uh, I coach at Life Christian Academy football, mm-hmm. offensive coordinator and the O-line coach. The whole idea of this podcast is, you know, by the name Raising Kings, we're not just raising kings when we speak to our sons, but also the young men we coach. Definitely. For me personally, you know, I work in the school system, so I would even go as far as attesting it to that. Not just kings, you know, but queens in that, like in that regard. Just trying to make an impact on as many lives as possible all while managing everything else that we try to do. Man, it is hard. I guess the whole purpose of this is kind of to show y'all how we live a regular life while juggling all of those hats, man. Because it's not easy. It's not, not easy at all. at all. You can ask Bree, which is my wife. You can ask her, bro. Like, I'm gone at 5.30 for work. I get off work at 3, 3.30. I'm in practice till 6, 6.30, 7. And on yeah. game days... I'm not home until like 11, 1130. You still got to come home and try to find that time because it's... Exactly. Because I know like, I'm sure she understanding, but like at the same time, it's probably like super hard because it's like she want to have that time. Exactly. But she know how much you love basketball. You know how much, you know, you got to work, put food on the table, then you got to spend time with your son. For me, luckily, well, not luckily, but I don't really have to, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, like come home to that, but it's it's still hard because there's so much that you want to do. And then you got to try to find a way to implement I guess everything in the one, man, it's, it's tough, though. It's tough. Like, I'm sure it's been hard for her, cause, but she's getting used to it because I've been coaching for almost 10 years now. So she um pretty much started the journey with me. Like, we've been together for seven years now. So she came right in. I was coaching rec at the time, so it was not as demanding as high school. Mm-hmm. So she had the time, but, like, we kind of eased into the whole situation together. So she's learning to deal with it. But having Isaiah... Going into our second year of me coaching and her having Isaiah, dog, I don't even have time to do yard work. You see how many leaves in my front yard. <laughs> so I don't be having time to do nothing no, anymore. Man, it's it's like you almost need like an assistant for every area Hell of yeah. your life. I mean, I've known both of y'all for a long time, and I've yeah. known you know Bree since high school, and known you since before that. Since um, you was playing for Beulah, yes, yeah, with the straight backs, <laughs> straight backs looking like <laughs> come back for each other, I look like exhibit backs. <laughs> but no, nah, man. I've always noticed that, like, she's always been supportive yeah. from the jump. And then, I mean, even with you, you know, you've always supported everything she did from yep. finishing school to she got a great job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know, like, yeah. y'all both do a good job of supporting each other. Yep. That's Definitely. something that's big. I mean, for me, it's like I got a lot of support from family, you know, from yeah. y'all, from friends. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I coach, you know, our schedule, man. Y'all we're not a normal. Way worse than ours. Yeah, man. We're we not a normal high school football team for anybody that don't know. I mean, we travel. The country, you know, we've gone to Texas, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia. We're in Maryland like every weekend. (laughs) North Carolina. It's hard. You know, I had my son at the very beginning of us implementing this new program. Yeah. 
it was really hard because, you know, me and his mom aren't together, but we have a exactly. good relationship. Yeah. But it was still tough because I didn't have that person to come home to every day and yeah. have that support. So yeah. it was like, I always felt like I was reaching into a bag, having to come up with something to prioritize. I felt like I probably always made the wrong decision. I didn't know what was a priority. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I know that I gave too much to those kids, but also I have to give my everything to, to my him. kid. But now, luckily, the flow has gotten much easier since yeah. he's gotten older. We've gotten more used to the program. He's with me every, you know, every step of the way Bro, from what? crying in meetings to, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> exactly. walking around at practice. And then, like, even with you, like, I see Zay on the sidelines, you know, I see him running on the court at practice, all that all type of stuff. And it's great that we can have our kids around that. Yeah, like, you don't get too many head coaches Mm-mm. that are understanding. Definitely not. Of that. Granted, my head coach now, like, he understands. But his kids don't live with him. And mm-hmm. then he got one kid that's already in college. So he, so he kind of beyond that. Yeah, it's so far past him and in the back of his mind that he'd be like, damn, you can't go here. You can't go there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, bro, this, I can't make it. This ain't the day I can't make it. And sometimes I wonder, like, if people think it's an excuse. But with us, like, our head coach have three younger kids that will be out at practice. Yeah. So it's easier. You know, he like, got boys, right? He has one girl and three boys. One of them okay. is older. He's okay. in college. His Two young boys, they both play football, so they're both around a lot. Yeah, so and, they don't want to be around that. And yeah, and plus he understands whenever I bring Trent around because he has to bring his kids around. Yeah. You know, man, it's still hard. Like, we've been having these meetings lately, and I've been having to bring Trent, and he's don't still to that age yeah. where, you know, like, he wants to get up and run around. Like, it's yep. past the point of me feeling like I'm embarrassed by it. Yeah. It just be like, yo, like, sit your ass down. <laughs> please. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Please. Like, but aside from that, like, how did you feel when you first found out that she was pregnant? Because I know you wanted to... I know you were ready. To so that. my want to kind of intensify when my dad got sick. So with me not knowing his outcome or like what was going to happen with that, I kind of wanted to give him a grandchild just in case anything happened. I felt like I was ready anyways, but she didn't always feel she was ready. But when we found out, like her whole thought process changed on that. Mm-hmm. Like she was excited. I was excited. And of course, my mom, my sister, my dad, like they was all excited. Her parents, they have three grandkids already. So I was just adding another one to their group. But this is my mom's first. My mom and my dad's first. My sister, you know, she... Shout out to Niche, man. She doing big things. And go follow T with T. I'm going to throw that plug in there real quick. By the way, Niche, I need a hat, man. (laughs) (laughs) I need a hat. I need a sticker. You know, whatever I got to pay, you know what I'm saying? I do it, but I need one. Got the free shipping right now. So I remember, you know, when your dad got sick and I remember how excited your sister for one. Like, I specifically remember how excited she was. And it was good to see because I don't think people really realize how big of an impact. And I would say positive and negative in a lot of other families. Just as much as it brings you together, it can easily tear you apart. Yep. For me, like, I was nobody in my life or my family planned for Trent. You know what I'm saying? I I will say that. Yeah. But I was to the point mentally where I I wasn't opposed to the idea of having a son. Exactly. That's how I was. go out and... By nature, I guess I tried because, you know, I didn't take the steps exactly. <laughs> to not make it happen. But when I found out, it was no doubt in my mind that, like, I wanted to exactly, you know what yeah. I'm have it. And he's made me better for sure. I know he's made his mom better. He's made everybody yeah. in my life better. I mean, him, you know, him and my mom are, like, close. They're thick as thieves. And, you know, he spends majority of his time with her. You know, she battles illnesses. And, you know, yeah. you know, she tells me all the time having him around makes her feel better. Just hearing stuff like that is like, all right, he right. makes all of the struggle. You know it was for the good. The, yeah, for sure. Hearing they were pregnant, then fast forward to like the day that it became real. Cause I mean, the yeah. whole process, like the whole from the baby shower to gender reveals yeah. to, you know, we both were there for each other, all of that type of stuff kind of takes away from the 
Oh, things like a, almost like politics. Like you feel like you got to do that stuff for other people. Exactly. Like I didn't feel like the baby shower or the gender reveal was for us. Like no. I felt like we put all of that on for other people. I definitely didn't want to have a gender reveal. Just tell me if I'm having a boy or a girl. Yeah, so I can I just stop buying shit. I just wanted to know. I didn't care if it was a boy or a girl, honestly. Nope. You know, I just wanted a healthy kid. I wanted a boy. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I wanted a boy. I did, but I'm gonna tell you why I wanted a boy after the fact. Because hearing that you was having a boy and then pretty much all of my other friends had boys. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm gonna be the only one <laughs> to have a girl. And I was yes. like, what? Bet, bro. Like, this is how it's gonna happen. That's what made me start to want a boy. Because the first name we came up with was a girl name. Because we yeah. just thought it was gonna be a girl. But having a boy, I couldn't be more happy. Because <laughs> I couldn't imagine going through this process for the first time with a girl, I couldn't do it. Like, Isaiah, like, we can play fight. We can do, yeah. like, he's mm-hmm. 100% boy. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody say that all the yep. time. Like, he be jumping on shit, jumping off yep. shit, like, hitting people. Yeah, like, he's, that's how it is. I'll throw stuff at you. He'll catch it. He'll throw it. He'll, yeah. he'll run in the walls and all that type of stuff. I'm like... With no questions asked. I would be so protective over a little girl. I couldn't imagine. Like, I wouldn't let nobody hold her. I wouldn't let nobody... Because the world crazy, but... Yeah. I'm overprotective of Isaiah. Like, when he go to daycare... A situation happened with him at daycare where he got bit one time. And, like, I was ready to beat the lady ass. Like, I told Bree, like, I've only seen her one time since that happened. Because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. if I keep seeing her multiple times. I know if I'm overprotective of him like that, if it was a girl, bro, it See, would be I, a wrap. Trent not in daycare. So, like, I really don't worry about stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But, like, we took him to the doctor one time and the doctor asked us, has he been walking? And I said, like, he'll stand up, but yeah. not for long. So, she picked him up. She put him on the ground. And she, like, stood him up, and she took her hands off of him. Uh-huh. And then he fell back and hit his head, and yeah. that was the first time I heard him cry in pain. I mean, it was to the point where, like, you know, like, I would look straight at his mom, and she was about to snap. Just situations like that where I'm like, anything can happen at the snap of a You know what I'm saying? I'm like that over a boy. Of course, I'm like, you know, get up, you know, wipe yeah. it off. But I'll never tell him, you know, don't cry over the pain, you know exactly. what I'm saying? But it's like, if that was a girl, I'm trying to figure out, like, if I would react it yeah. even stronger. I guess kind of to rewind that, how did the actual day of birth go for you? From your feelings to was it anything like you actually expected it to be? Or So leading up to it, I watched a lot of childbirth videos because everybody kept mm-hmm. saying I was going to pass out. So I was like, I need to be prepared for this shit. That whole day we was just chilling. We didn't do anything. I didn't work. She didn't work. He was like maybe a week late or so, something like that. So we was just chilling for most of the day. And then everybody finally come home and it's like 10 o'clock. And she was like, I think my water just broke. And I was like, well, the doctor said if it breaks, you'll know. So it was like a little puddle on the bed. But she stood up and that shit just flowed out. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? Your water really did break. So what do we need to do? She is fucking dying laughing. Like, I don't know why she thought that shit was so funny, but she just was like dying laughing. And then we get to the hospital and they like, so her contraction's not strong enough, so y'all just need to walk around. Mind you, it's like 12 o'clock. She was like, walk till 3. And when <laughs> it's not 3 p.m., 3 it's 3 a.m. Yeah. So we walked around up and down the hallway for three hours. And we come back, nothing has changed. Nothing at all. That whole day was just like dragging. And then we finally get to the point where the nurse is like ready to deliver because I don't think the doctor does shit, but walk in nope. and, and just look. The nurse pretty much delivered the baby. It was like life-changing. Like you could feel yeah. your life changing yeah. as soon as he came out. Like, yeah. oh shit, this is different now. Like it was just crazy after that. Like, cause he went to the NICU for like 0.2 seconds 
And they said as soon as he went through the threshold of the door, he was fine. So they brought him back out. But when I go to tell everybody that, everybody fucking crying, praying. And I'm just like, what the fuck going on? That was the wildest part because I had no idea what was going on. But he was just in the room chilling. You know, like we get this preconceived notion of how it's supposed to go from TV, from social media, whatever the case may be. I couldn't look at no birth videos. But oh, nah. but I, I was like but I was doing everything else like I was look like I downloaded every app possible I downloaded articles and yeah. stories on it and like different things to look for and stuff like that but I always thought it was gonna go like how yours went like yeah like I was gonna wake up in the middle of the night to her water breaking having to rush and stuff like that because mm-hmm. you know you look on TV and the water breaking ain't immediate pain and it's like <laughs> you it gotta drive nothing like miles. that bro it's completely different yep. they don't feel pain until it's like till they get settled in at the yep. hospital. And it's like, for us, we was going back and forth and he was measuring early, but projected to come after oh, due date. Okay. So we really had no clue. And the doctor had told us that we need to go ahead on and just schedule to be induced Yeah, because he was going on vacation and it was no guarantee that he was going to be the one to, exactly, de- to deliver yeah. her. And our doctor didn't. And yes, yeah, you know, she was real serious about like trusting yeah. one person. You know, I understood it. So I said, you know, me too. We've been rocking with him the whole time. So we scheduled it for his actual due date. And we went in at, I think, 7 in the morning. And it was like the whole process, like, I didn't really feel anything at that point. It felt like another doctor visit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't know what was going to happen. So we went in there. Because she was scared. And I mean, I was scared for her. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I'm not going through this. We get in there. We were there alone until about maybe 10. That's when our families came up there. But yeah. So they broke her water for her. Was like, you in there when that happened? Yeah, I was in there, but it was like, I don't know, like, that shit was crazy. <laughs> like, it was like, they took like a stick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just like, fell and broke it. And then it was like, all right, so now you can start feeling contractions. And then once we start feeling contractions is when you can get the epidural, you know, if you want it. Uh-huh. So she felt the contractions, like, she went from like zero to a hundred, like, oh, shit. in like 10 seconds. But then they told me to get out the room so they could do the epidural. That was the scary part. Because I was outside of the room for about a good 30 minutes. Yep. Like, and I'm like, bro, like, why is it taking so long? Because you remember when they did her yeah, epidural, yeah. we went to fucking get something to eat. Yeah. Because all of the bad stories that I heard was yep. about epidurals. Yep. And it was about people having back problems for life. And if mm-hmm. you miss it by an inch, you could be paralyzed. All that type of shit. I'm like, maybe we shouldn't even do an epidural. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let's just do it, you know what I'm saying, straight up. Yeah, um, but I just did not want to make that call. Yeah, I, was I, I wasn't going to make that one. call. Yeah, I wasn't going to be the one to say that. So I was like, you know what I'm saying? If this is what you want to do, I'm with you. So she did it. Then I came back in. She was out of it from like that point to yeah. like sleep. So I'm sitting there like bored. But then 2.45 rolls around. Yeah. And they kept telling her, they were like, all right, you're like dilated enough. So we're going to start pushing. And I'm looking around. Like I look at my mom like, is this it? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, like, is this how it happened? First, I thought only two people could be in the room, but it was me, yep. her, her mom, my mom, and I thought they was going to come in and put us in robes, but I'm sitting there nah. in my sweatsuit. Like, bro, like, I was in that joint in some balling shorts and some slides. <laughs> bro, I'm like, this can't be sanitary. <laughs> Not like, at all. So they come in there, and the nurse, you know, like you said, doctor don't do shit to, Nothing to at the all. end. Nurse came in that joint. She pushed like four times. His head and shoulders is out, yeah. and then the doctor come in that joint like a, like a god. <laughs> like, bruh, like not touching nothing bruh, they put his gloves bruh, on two nurses come in that joint put the robe and the gloves on him he go say how you doing she say good and he's like alright go ahead and push baby come out and then he sit there and he you know making sure everything is good or whatever and then, yeah. so I'm sitting there like damn he came out with no problem well no issues at all Yeah. 
and she didn't cry at all. Like it's it's like the whole process was weird as shit to me. Yeah, because I'm fast. like, because now my biggest fear is that going forward in my life, whenever God decides to let me have another child, mm-hmm. is that like I'm gonna have the expectation that yep. this is what it's this gonna, is be, gonna like, be, and it's completely different because everybody's different, exactly. and I know that it doesn't go like that all the time. Exactly. So, aside from that, man, I'm just like fast forward to today. Man, it felt like a snap of a dime. Like, I remember that yeah. like it was yesterday. Now our kids running around playing with each other, talking. <laughs> you nah, know what I'm saying? Up, like man. playing on tablets and remembering stuff that <laughs> I didn't learn until I was 13. <laughs> I'm like, like Isaiah up here saying colors. He catch me off guard all the time because mm-hmm. I don't be expecting half of the stuff he be mm-hmm. doing or saying. But that just goes to show you, like, I don't know if his times have changed or if we just doing something right. I really don't know. But both of them, man, they just blessings. I guess we were low-key prepared somewhat I think because so. of the coaching that we do. I think so. And it's like, they aren't our kids, but we have to treat, treat them, them like that. Such. Because a lot of these yeah. kids come from broken families. They come from tough backgrounds. A lot of them have gone uh, through stuff we yeah. can never imagine. Exactly. You know, I try to use some of that in my parenting. I know you do with Zay. It's almost one of those things like how I don't want him to grow up being. Mm-hmm. Then in some of them, it's like, like, I can see him being yeah, like, like this. I would definitely love for you to be a role model yeah. for my child. It's tough, though, because we feel like we probably spend more time with, with them, them yep. than our own kids. I feel like that a lot, especially in season. Like, yeah. you know, traveling on the road for three to four days. And then, you know, with you, I know you go from work straight to basketball practice. Yep. And then y'all go out of town, too. So it's it's hard because our kids can't be there all Exactly. The like, we went out of town, what, two weeks ago? And we stayed overnight just one night. But I had a game Friday. So I went to work, had a game, and then Saturday we left. So I seen Isaiah, because he stayed with my mom mm-hmm. that night. So I seen Isaiah for like 10 minutes that day, and he was asleep when I seen him on Friday. I didn't see him at all on Saturday. Well, I went to see him like for an hour at my mom's house before I left to get on the road. And then I didn't see him again until Sunday afternoon. So I was with them all three of those days. And I saw Isaiah for maybe an hour and 10 minutes Friday and Saturday and then didn't see him again until like five o'clock on Sunday. And I don't think people understand how hard that is. It's it's, hard as a bitch, bro. Because it's like when we got them, when we're around just them, sometimes it get overwhelming, of course. Of course. But then it's like the second you're away from them, you're like, man, I miss you. I miss that little guy. Like It's really hard because it's like you really can't. Like, because you can really do about it. Yeah. Because FaceTiming them, like, their attention span, like, man, 0.2 seconds. So They don't care. Bro, Isaiah will <laughs> throw my phone down and then bro, step on Trent it. Trent will hang up in my face. <laughs> yep. No questions asked. But I think that's part of the joy of it because yeah. it's like, it's almost good that just like in a relationship, you know, they yeah. say time away, you know, like, you need time to miss someone. Exactly. I feel like it's almost the same yeah. with the kids because it's like, keeps you on your toes with it. It makes everything worth it. You know, I say it to my players all the time, like, don't waste my time while I'm out here. Because I could be at home exactly. giving this to my child. Exactly. I don't think the kids, the players we coach, I don't yeah. think a lot of them really understand. People are sacrificing a lot just to be, to be out here, here but to n- spend time with y'all, to try to get y'all to a better place. You know, we, yep. we aren't doing this just because we want to win a championship or anything like that. Like, we really are in this to better kids, you exactly. know, to get them to understand the game better, to get them to be yeah. better men. Granted, you know, I know some coaches out here that's... That's definitely doing yeah, it for that. Yeah, but... I feel like it's always a difference when you don't have any specific tasks. I don't have a kid playing. You know, we're both extremely young. We could be out here working two or three jobs, <laughs> you know, raking in as much money as possible. But instead... Because I definitely turned down an interview at DuPont. 
turned down like multiple job offers and opportunities to coach because I don't want to work that schedule where yeah. I know I'm going to miss games and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really the main reason why I'm in the school system. You know what I mean? I do want to be a teacher, but this job is one of the only things that exactly that gives you the schedule you need to be able to dedicate the six to seven hours you need to come up yep. with game plans, to coach, to come up with practice plans, games. It's a lot. 90% of our life is consumed with coaching and then oh, for sure. our kids. And it's like, I try to figure out when to have free time. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. like, like last year, I would say around April, I went to, not last year, that was this year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up, I'm up here thinking it's uh, 2020 already. You know, like last April, you know, Trent was still young, but yeah. I wanted to have some free time. So, of um, course. I went to something in the water back in April. And one, the whole time I was there, it was like, my mind was like, all right, what is Trent doing? Let me go back, uh, you know, let me, let me make sure he all right. But then it's like, for a second, I stepped away and was like, you still got to have some this. fun too. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of something in the water, I wanted to go this year. Hey, bro, I can't afford that. But uh, um, I looked and last year I paid. You talking after, about for the tickets? Yeah. Uh, for the ticket. I think after taxes last year for the general admission, I think I paid like three something Oof. per ticket. I don't even like concerts that much. But they do a installment plan. So like, you, oh, know, okay, you, know, okay. you can make a deposit and then you just got to pay the rest. Oh, okay. But the tickets aren't the issue because you pay for what you get. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you like, said Jay-Z was there for, last I mean, year, right? Jay-Z, Snoop Dogg came out, Missy. I mean, that Lil is... Lil Duval popped out. <laughs> um, this nigga. <laughs> I mean, he, 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 you know that nigga crazy. So it was yeah, like... Yeah. So it was like the whole time, like, Charlie Wilson... <laughs> oh, so, know, I mean, you got... You Jimmy got... Aiko, the Migos. Like, it was a lot of people that... Like, you get your money's worth, but everybody was scared of it last yeah. year. It was the first time. Virginia Beach crazy as shit. Ain't nobody really know what was going to go off. But then uh-huh. the hotel... I paid for three nights in the hotel I paid for was only like maybe $300 in total. Shit. Now. I looked them shits up today. <laughs> the cheapest I saw for a night in Virginia Beach was 200 All them ones is like sold out. Yeah. So like, I'm seeing the Jones available like thousands of dollars a night. Like, Bro, they going to tax and, on them shits. And it's like these little ass rooms. So you get like double rooms and shit like that. Like, I guess the best thing I would say is like, <laughs> you get a group of people <laughs> and... You fucking get an Airbnb or something. And yeah, you, you have to. And you split it. You ain't really big into concerts. and Nah, concerts, it's too many people for me. Like, I'm a big introvert. Only time people really see my true extroverted personality is on the basketball court. Like, that's the only time people really see it. But yeah. other than that, like, if we was to go to this concert, it would be hard-pressed for me to have a good time. See, and I feel like the person I went with last year, she does suffer from anxiety. Yeah. But I started getting into concerts and stuff like that, honestly, because of her. Yeah. So I wanted to go to this. So we went to it. And part of being a good person and part of like learning the people you're with is, yeah. is noticing when they have episodes or have feelings because they're not mm-hmm. going to always tell you. Definitely not going to happen. Especially when they want you to have a good time, too. Yep. So I sensed a lot of the times like her being around all those people. Mm-hmm. Like you could see her kind of tense up and shut yeah. up. And like it was overwhelming at yeah. first because it's like imagine Beach Week times 10. With an extra thousand people oh, <laughs> dumped on top of that. <laughs> so it's like, and then they got shit shut down from street to street. So you can't really drive. So yeah. everybody's walking. And then you got cops everywhere. And you got people scalping tickets outside. It's just like, Man. you got people from a bunch of different states. And then College Beach Week was going on at the same time. Oh, yeah, it was. So you had people that was out there from Norfolk State, you know, Virginia Beach, a bunch of HBCUs. Yeah. And they didn't have tickets. Yeah. So the beach is separated from that. 
to, to something to water power, oh, and then, then they're mixing them together. So it's like a bunch of bullshit going on, and like, and it was tough because a lot of times we was in the hotel room, but that's because I didn't want her outside. You nah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. People, like, at the time, I wasn't as much as understanding. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. shit, we spent six, seven hundred dollars on tickets. Like, let's go out and enjoy. But then I'm like, wait a minute, nah, we shouldn't really yeah. do that. You know what I'm saying? 2020 hindsight, looking back at it, but going forward, I feel like we would handle it a little differently. You know, we would plan when we're going to be outside and stuff like that because it is dangerous. Through the grace of God, nothing bad happened last year at all. That's crazy great. that it was that many people out I there. I was shocked, bro. Like, and nothing made the shocked. news negative. I was shocked. I'm talking about nothing at all. Yeah, like, like not nothing even, negative like, made the nobody news. Nobody got robbed or, you know, I'm sure something small Yeah, something happened, had but, to happen, but it definitely didn't make the news. They put on, and it was a great festival. And then this year coming up, I mean, some of the headliners from last year, like, the whole first day got rained out. So we spent the whole first day in the hotel. And having a newborn kid... It felt so much like a vacation yeah. <laughs> that I won't even tripping. Yeah. But I guess after the rain had stopped and the next yeah. day showed up and you know everybody got to really enjoy it, it was just a dope experience. I think it is a good experience. I just can't. I can't be out there like that. I just don't have the... I don't See, know but what it's I called. feel like it's a different type of thing. Like for people who normally don't like concerts, I yeah. feel like you would enjoy yourself at this one. Yeah. Because it's like, it's just not the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel like it's a lot of stuff for you to do. You can go out and, you know, you got merchandise, they got different pop-up shops. They got, oh, okay. At the Virginia Beach Convention Center, they had different forums. So mm-hmm. they had young black people speaking on businesses. They had all that oh, type okay. of stuff. So if you don't just really want to go and listen to oh, music. Oh, okay. I so, didn't know it was all that there, Yeah, though. yeah, it's a lot. So that's why, like, this year, the festival goes from the 20th to the 26th. Okay. And I think they're doing it this way because last year it was just from the 24th through the 26th, I believe was the dates. Yeah. And they put everything in those three days. So you might end up missing one of your favorite artists uh-huh. if you wanted to go to the forum. Gotcha. This year, I feel like all performances are going to be on the weekend. And the beginning of the week is going to be straight that type of stuff. Yeah. So you can go to the forums. Listen to people talk. I know Pharrell sat up there and talked a lot about people and spoke to them about different things from like how to be music producers, all that type of stuff. Yeah, so, like- so like people really be out there getting good stuff. And I think it's something dope for the state of Virginia in general because we don't got that Sports team, we don't nah, got we the don't. NBA, the NFL, Nothing, you know what I'm saying? Bro. So this is something that now can be associated with Virginia in a good way. I didn't even know all of that went on there. Yeah. Like, I just thought it was just like the concert. It's because these names, like you got ASAP Rocky, Chance the Rapper, The Clips, Her, Gunna, Jaden Smith. You know what I'm saying? It's like a lot of big name artists. I mean, Nelly, I don't know what the hell he gonna do. But <laughs> <laughs> you got people that was there last year coming back this year. So that tells you a lot about yeah, how good it I, yeah, was. Yeah, normally when you get people that's repeat. Yeah, they really um, enjoyed this. It's stuff. at festivals like Coachella. You got them big ass yeah, festivals yeah. that you get people main stages for. So for them to come back, Pharrell and Friends, I know, you know, like we said earlier, Pharrell brought Jay-Z, Snoop Dogg, you know, people who you normally would yeah, associate with Pharrell. Yeah. They said Justin Timberlake was supposed to be there last year. But so people like that, then you got huge artists like Post Malone, you know what I'm saying? Like a bunch of people who are like, who sell out shows yeah, on their own. yeah. They're coming to be a part of this, and I feel like it's it's some dope. Yeah, you know? that's crazy. I know you told me early in the week it was a dude from uh, Richmond. Yeah, I think it's Nicholas F. I just saw a little something somebody I follow on Instagram had posted and said he was going to be one of the artists that's going to perform there. Being from Richmond, that's yeah. that's big as fuck. Like, I mean, being from Richmond to be in the mix with people with those like names, this, that's crazy because like it's a networking opportunity for him, big time. Not saying that he haven't already been doing that, but. It's just opportunity. Yeah, um, when you get a chance like that, 
that's hometown. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, it ain't Richmond, but it's hometown. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. in terms of the state, I feel like that's dope, you know, being able for him to work with other local artists like a Pharrell, like a Trey Songs, having the clips perform. It's nothing for that many people to be out mm-hmm. and be like, oh, shit, whose song is this? Yeah. And it's his. Just being in that environment with that many people could get you noticed by plenty of people. I know, like, looking at these names, I'm trying to think of people in music today that could be at the Dreamville Festival because that goes on April 4th. I didn't go last year. And I think Chance was there last year. I think SZA was there. Yeah, um, she was. Different people like that. Yeah, it said uh, SZA, Big Sean. Nelly was there, too, if you if you care. Man. <laughs> Nelly need to go ahead on it. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need to let this shit go, bro. Everybody could just festival hop and trying to get back on the, uh, <laughs> trying to get back right. These are the two festivals that stood out to me. I mean, I know like that's prime festival time, yeah, like, yeah. You know, like in the spring. Spring. I'm really trying to figure out if I'm going to go to one because I don't really have the money, but yeah. I feel like I have to go to something in the water because I feel like it's too big of a thing for us to have that right in our own backyard. Yeah. For me personally, if I was to pick one, it would be Dreamville because you know J. Cole, my yeah. favorite artist. Being able to hear J. Cole, I've actually seen him in person at a smaller concert with Drake, I think. But being able to see J. Cole and Ari Lennox, which yeah. are two of my favorite artists, would be dope. But if it's anything like something in the water, I won't be attending because it's too big. I've been looking at the videos. <laughs> I don't think it's anything like something. Okay. One, this is only a one-day jump. The tickets, I don't think they were nearly expensive. I mean, general admission for Dreamville start at... 119. Oh, that's not bad. Now, general admission that's something to water is starting 1900. off. At, <laughs> no, seriously, though. Yeah, see, like, it's starting off. So everything is sold out for something to water except for the $250 tickets. Oh, shit. So if that tells you right there. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to pass. But because <laughs> that's not even including the hotel, like we said. Yeah. But and like, you're probably going to have to stay in fucking Williamsburg just to. <laughs> man. <laughs> stay, well, you got to stay in the hood of Norfolk. You know? Hell yeah. So I'm trying to figure out, like, if you take like another big artist, like a Lizzo, for example, yeah. um, and, okay, slut. And, and like put her in one of these festivals, but those are the type of artists that drives these festivals because someone like her who can go out here, you know, every day and show her ass and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stuff like that. Like that's what's going to bring money to these festivals, unfortunately. And I don't mean unfortunately because body shaming her or anything like that. No, because it, it has nothing to do with her weight. Even if she was a skinny girl, it's a time and a place for all yeah. of that type of shit. And I be seeing people talk about like, oh, uh, if Beyonce did that, nobody would be saying anything yep. or anything like that. And I'm like, no, that's not true. Like, Beyonce wouldn't dare. <laughs> that's the thing. I think that's the difference. You had a Lakers game with kids there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. one man posted and he was like, he brought his rec team oh to the Lakers God. game. Yeah. And he didn't expect to look up and see ass on the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if she's like, going online and saying she don't care and stuff like that and that's cool and all but like why you know what I'm saying like yeah. why are you doing this like why do you yeah. have to do this like you're one of the biggest artists out you're winning Grammys you're winning you know what I'm saying like you're going to probably be voted as like the best artist of yeah. 2019 yeah. I mean so why I don't listen to her music but I hear that yeah. stupid shit sometimes yeah like you hear it and I ain't even gonna say she's not talented cause I, I think she's a talented artist she set me off with like she's doing too much I feel like yeah. Did you I've, see the Chick-fil-A video? She was in front of Chick-fil-A and they caught her on camera like nah. shaking her ass oh, on, no, the, I did on, see on that. the counter. I did see that. I didn't know it was Chick-fil-A. No, nah, it was Chick-fil-A, but like 
Then the, they wouldn't kick her out because they too nice. The holiest of restaurants. Yeah. And now she got to shake her ass in front of the chicken sandwich. Like, don't nobody want, <laughs> hey. want that shit on the counter, <laughs> like, bro. It's just stuff like that that, like, something that crossed my mind. Yeah, like, like I'm so, a, something I, like, I've been seeing it online and people talk about it, but I wanted to wait to talk about it. Yeah. Here, I didn't want to go online and talk about it, but I did want to know how you felt about that. Cause, yeah, because I listened to the Certified Buckets podcast, and they talked about that for a little bit. One of the girls said that Tiana Taylor had her titties out one time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if she did, might have been Rihanna. But if either one of them did, that shit was probably at an award show mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, or like I, a photo shoot. Yeah, or, you know I can guarantee yeah. you it wasn't at an event like that, like a Lakers game. I feel like, and not even to ruffle no feathers with this, and I ain't even going to talk about it. But I feel like it's that crowd of people that feel like, who have that mentality are the same people who like, LGBTQ community Like all the people Who kind of push things on you Yeah Like they almost act like bullies yeah. You know what I'm saying It's yeah. like We can't feel like she's wrong For shaking her ass At a Lakers game Oh cause she was definitely wrong Yeah Like I don't care what anybody say Like and then I, They're like A little bit of ass Ain't never hurt no kid That's not the point If I got a daughter Or a son for that matter That I take to a game My five year old daughter Looks up and see Lizzo Shaking her ass yep. And then she decided To go to school the next day And do the same thing And then the teacher's Calling me like Hey Exactly. Or what if she fucking <laughs> cut a hole in her shirt? Yeah. Like, and go to school. And I don't want to say that's far fetched because kids have access to all types Seriously. of shit today. Like we mentioned earlier, our kids know how to work tablets and cell phones exactly. and they're not even two yet. So imagine the mind of a five year old. It's just too much. Well, your kid has access to the internet and social media. Yeah, that's true. But I can limit with what exactly. Isaiah sees. Exactly. I can limit how long he's exactly. on there. I shouldn't have to worry about limiting him at a Lakers game. Exactly. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or either I'm going to Chick-fil-A to get him an eight-count. Exactly. <laughs> you getting an eight-count with a side of ass, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Can you hold the pop star shaking her ass next week, please? I don't want that on the sandwich. Hell no. Nah. She getting booty flakes in the fries and shit. Like, I don't want that. Exactly. And then it's going to stop soon. But yeah. then again, it's like, you know, because everything's a fad. People hop on the train to, you know, the hottest thing smoking. And that's her right now. Exactly. So, like, we're doing what I think she wants us to do. Yeah, yeah, she is. Which she is pretty controversial. She got everything that she wanted out of that. She did a live video and she was like, I'm not going to get smaller. I'm not going to stop because y'all are offended or whatever. And I'm like, she's missing the point, too. Yeah, she is. Don't nobody give a damn about you shaking your ass on the video. Don't nobody exactly. care if you want to go shake your ass for a photo shoot. Every day we look online and she's naked. Every day yep. we look online and she's twerking somewhere. And it's just like, come on. Yeah, like, like, I don't care if you was 110 pounds. It's just too much. Yeah, um, it is. I ain't even tripping over her no more. Exactly. She's going she to keep shaking that ass, and I'm going to keep scrolling past it. But if we're going to be able to subject of linemen and linebackers, <laughs> <laughs> we, we might as well go ahead and give our predictions on the NCAA and the NFL anyways. Oh, my God. Um, all, right, all right, we ain't body shaming her no more. No, that was the yeah, last one. No, no. <laughs> keep doing your thing, Lizzo. Just not around my chick Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not at any of my games. Yeah, any of my games <laughs> either. You want to start off with NFL or NCAA? Yeah, yeah, we can do NFL first and get that bullshit out the way. All right, so if y'all don't know, I'm an Eagles fan, and Jay is a Cowboys fan. Unfortunately. And by the time y'all hear this, the game will already have been played. But I feel like that's more of a playoff game sure. than just a regular sure. season game. Huge implications. I feel like what the Eagles have done this year, I don't think we have the team to win against y'all, for one, because we only beat y'all once in the last three years. And two, I just don't feel that our defense will play worth anything to win the game, nor do I feel like we will be worthy in the playoffs. I can be surprised. I've been surprised before. But 
That's just my feelings on it. Whenever I think about mediocrity, the NFC East, I think about the Giants yeah. and how they pulled it off eight and eight, what, maybe two years, I think they did? Yeah. But like with us, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Until we get a different coach, I don't trust us. I trust us against the NFC East because it's kind of like a wash up. Like, yeah. But the way we came out of play last week, I think we peaked at the wrong time. Well, not the wrong time. I don't even call it a peak, but I feel yeah. like whatever Jason Garrett, which is our coach for y'all that don't know, whatever he said to them in the locker room before the Rams game. He should have saved that shit. I feel like he should have kept that because we exhausted a lot yeah. in that game. And now this game, which is more important because if we win, we're in. Yep. If we lose, y'all still have to win next week. The yeah. next week. But if we lose, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I feel like that we're injured. One of our best defenders, career may be over. Ooh. Um, Leighton Van Der Esch. Really? His neck injury. Oh, shit. I didn't um, know that. Yeah. Week by week, you know, he had a real bad neck injury coming out of college. Uh huh. And he's missed, this will be his fifth game or sixth game he's missed straight. Yeah. And every week they say it's responding well to rest, but they don't trust it. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to end up being like, we recommend you don't play. Yeah. If you miss this, then he's going to go into the offseason and get specialized look at it. Yeah. And I honestly don't know. All of the blogs I follow is saying that it could very well be oh, career. Shit. And that would be a huge hurt for the defense, but you know more so for him in general. Yeah. You know? So I hope it's nothing too bad. Speaking of career ending, Darren Sproles just said he retiring this year. I just got the notification at wow. the end of the season. Breaking news for y'all that uh, yeah, we'll yeah. listen to this probably in a couple <laughs> weeks. But uh, <laughs> just know you heard it here first before you heard it first. Exactly. <laughs> And that's a testament of the times. But I do feel like only thing I can say we might got my hope in another winning is that y'all secondary. Yeah. If we can pass the ball like we've been doing, I know Dak is second in the league in passing yards. And I hope we stick to the run. But I honestly don't know, man. I yeah. think we a lot of times we coach ourselves out of games. The fan in me says I want us to win, but I don't see if we do win, we're gonna go to the playoffs and of course we're gonna embarrass ourselves. <laughs> And lose to the 49ers in the first round by at least 20. That's my outlook on it because that's how history yeah, has yeah, us yeah. doing. You know, if we yeah. go, we play Green Bay, we got an ass beat. We go, we play Seattle, we got an ass beat. We go, yeah. we play 49ers. Exactly. And we yeah. got an ass beat. But y'all, if y'all get a shot at the playoffs, I feel like y'all can turn it on because yeah. y'all have that experience. Yeah. Y'all coach got that experience. Y'all players got that experience. I feel like. Except for Carson Wentz. Well, except for Carson Wentz. Yeah. But he has the talent. He just don't have the receivers. The receivers. I saw something yesterday on ESPN that said Dak rate number one in the league and drop passes. That's a testament to the receivers. I yeah. mean, you know, they, they not, other than Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, we are very thin at that position, just like y'all are. Yeah. But aside from us, my Super Bowl prediction will, of course, be Seattle making it against Ravens. Okay. And I have Seattle pulling that one out in a, what would probably be an upset. Yeah, I would I think assume so. it would be an upset. I but mean, I don't way, know. But like, the way Russell Wilson been playing, yeah, I don't think I don't people. Know if you I don't think people realize because of how well Lamar Jackson played. I don't think people realize how, how Russell, Russell Wilson yeah. been and how that team has been lighting hot. it up. Yeah, like they got. Uh, I think Chris Carson is second or third in the league in Russia. Damn, they got one of the best defenses in the league yeah. right now. Like I don't think people realize how good they are. Yeah, but, I don't think so. And then they have one of the best linebackers in football, yep. and I feel like that will somewhat. Subdue Lamar. I don't know if yeah. it'll stop him, but that's my prediction. I'm going to keep Seattle as a dark horse and I'm going to pick them as my favorite to win the Super Bowl. I got you. I don't think anybody will disagree with that. Just like I think the Ravens going to, but I do think they'll play the Saints. I think Drew Brees will walk yeah, off this even, year. I won't even think about them. I think Drew Brees will walk off this year with, with a ring. I just think Michael Thomas is one of the most unguardable receivers in the league. 
He's definitely and, number one in the league right now. And I hate him. Gotta be. And I mean, then I also hate Alvin Kamara, but that's just how I feel about them. I think they are just one of the better teams and have been together for some of the longest, like yeah. for the longest time. I think they'll pull it together because they've been in the Super Bowl the last two years. If if you look at the Rams situation and then how they lost to the Vikings, mm-hmm. those two years they would have been in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think the third year they might get in for sure. I can see that, so, especially with the way they team built. That NFC playoff race is going to be fun. Right? And I'll test that. That's going to be just like in the NBA, like the Western Conference playoff with all that talent on one side. Yeah. It's crazy because it'll be such a disappointment to see that talent make it and then they lose the the one team. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's good on exactly. the other side. So then speaking into the college, college playoffs are about to start up at the beginning of the year. We next, got, nah, it starts next week. Oh, next Saturday. You no, know, I'm tripping. I'm, I'm thinking about national championship. Next Saturday, we got uh, Oklahoma versus LSU. And Clemson Ohio versus State, Ohio State. I'm going to go out on a limb, another limb. And I'm going to say that uh, you said LSU play Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay, well, yeah. they're going to win that. Yes. LSU no definitely going to win that. Joe Burrow going to throw for 500. That Ohio State and Clemson one, I feel like, is the championship. Yes, it is. And I feel like the winner of that will win, will win the championship. Yeah. I'm not rolling with LSU like everybody else said. Their defense is crazy. Yeah, but their I, defense is definitely but, crazy. I mean, Joe Burrow been proven... Me wrong every step of the way, so I can't really be like. It's not going. I didn't even know that nigga was on LSU's team last year. I thought he was a freshman, but that's Bo Nix from Auburn. Yeah, (laughs) that shit crazy. He been balling, but Ohio State is just. I feel like Ohio State is gonna win the championship. Clemson been so quiet. Like I feel like everybody sort of forgot about them. Yeah, it's crazy. They started the season as number one. Yeah. How are you third right now and you you didn't didn't lose a game? But that's because they (laughs) they're notoriously known to have a weak schedule. Yeah. Just like Alabama. Yeah. So it's like. I guess it's one of them things, but people won't play them. Yeah. So it's tough, and you can only play the schedule that's put in front of you. But exactly. now you're tested. So I can't wait to see that game. I can't either. That um, I feel like, like you said, that's the championship to me, too. And that's um, a slight Oklahoma because they're a good team. They just don't play defense. Jalen Hurts is amazing. Yeah, fuck Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I don't know, but that's one of my favorite uh, players in college. But If he would have went anywhere else, I would have been cool. I mean, he had to go there. He had, okay. he had to go there, bro. He should have came to Texas. I would've, you would have went there, too. Uh, the last, Think about it. The last couple of Heismans, the last first-round picks. Like, I would have went there. Like, uh, especially being a quarterback. Maybe it's me being biased. Yeah. I mean, the obvious decision would be to go there if you're a if quarterback. If you was picking. Yeah, if, you was picking, yeah, but if you're a quarterback, the obvious decision is there. They, they didn't have one. I mean, it was the perfect fit, but... I got the Saints. I mean, no, not the Saints. I got the Seahawks. Damn, they win in the fucking Super Bowl and the National Championship. No, no. Nah, nah, <laughs> I was going to say I got the Seahawks winning in the Super Bowl. And I got Ohio State winning college football championship. Yeah, and I, I think I'm with you that it's going to be the National Championship in that Clemson-Ohio State game. But I'm going to go with Clemson because I just like Clemson a little bit more. I feel like they got the experience. They should win. They Yeah, they should win. They yes. got Trevor Lawrence, who's been there for what? This is third year? Second year? Second year. Second yeah. year. He has national championship experience already. He's won. He's won big. So I'm going to go with Clemson and NFL. I'm, like I said, I'm going with the Saints. So I'm with that. I'm sure on another episode we will revisit this and uh, yeah, we will. See, see who's right. And then at that point, we will go into the basketball side of things yeah. to see how these seasons form out a little bit longer. It's too early Still to talk about Still too early to tell anything. You can't spotlight Luca. You can spotlight yeah, um, John Morant on what he's been doing has been uh, nothing short of amazing. I think he's a, uh, once LeBron retires, yeah. he's going to be my guy. Yeah. That's going to be my road dog because 
he doing stuff right now that's just like damn. Like crazy. he tried to jump over Kevin Love. Yeah, I'm talking about almost ended his career. Yeah, like and then you know uh, year 17 LeBron that's looking like a year two seven <laughs> LeBron. Like God, yeah, damn. like is he ever gonna get old? It's some steroids, bro. No, I'm fucking with you, but uh, we can't leave out James Harden. Nah, if James Harden wasn't in an era with LeBron and some of these other talented players, James Harden scores with so much little effort that niggas are getting bored by how much he scores. It's nothing you can do, and then you pair him on a team with someone who honestly can score at the same capacity, yeah, in the same rate, but in different ways. It does scare you because it's like. At any given moment, they can go for 100 combined. Yes. A coach, I think it was two days ago, literally just said, we were so focused on stopping James Harden, we forgot to have Russell Westbrook. We forgot about Westbrook, yep. And And he had 31. It's these duos that's tough because a couple years ago, that duo would have ran the NBA. Yeah. But now they got to play against Porzingis and Luka. They got to play against Paul George and Kawhi. They got to play against LeBron and AD. Hell, even C.J. McCollum and, and Lillard. That's going to be a great series now, if they play. And now fucking Carmelo, who's balling. Like, you Bro, know what I'm saying? Like, like really balling. So it's like, that West, man, is crazy. And then in the East, it's literally just Giannis. Yeah. Like, running that jump. But I feel like, you know, not to get on basketball too much, but I, I, I do feel like he's going to be the next decade for the 2010s. I guess we can say to say LeBron ran that. Yeah, LeBron, um, James Harden, yeah, KD, KD yeah. stuff. Those are the guys say, that pretty much ran the yeah, decade. I guess by you have to kind of say Steph and them ran it ring wise, but yeah. LeBron and won three this decade. Exactly. So, so yeah. But to keep it in a sports perspective, but kind of bring it down level, talk about high school. Okay. You know, something we want to do on the podcast every episode or either, you know, every other episode, maybe once a month, we really haven't really figured out yet. Yeah. But for the first episode, before we get out of here, we definitely wanted to spotlight two local high school players. And I let Rail go first and speak to some kids that he knows. Okay, so I'm gonna go with two. Like I said, I coach at Huguenot. We're five and one right now, and we are really senior led. And two seniors I want to spotlight is Jordan Parham and Osmond Harris. Jordan is averaging 21.5, three assists, three rebounds, and two steals a game. His high this season has been 27. He's having colleges at the school and at the games. Almost every game that we've played this year, we've had a college there. He's somebody that deserves a lot more attention than he's really getting. But he's opening some eyes, especially this year. I've been on him hard for the last three years, so it should better be coming into fruition. Yeah, and for sure. Trey, I mean, he's only been a varsity player for two years. He's only been a basketball player for two years. He's been a football player. Last year, he was just like, yo, if I make the team, if I make the team, if I make the team. And that nigga stepped on the court one time, bro, like the first day of trials. And I'm like, yo, why was he even questioning this shit? So he didn't start at the beginning of the last year. Halfway through the season, like around this time, during the time's dispatch, he earned first team all tournament. Fast forward to this year, he's our second leading scorer with 12.8 points a game. He's averaging seven rebounds and five steals, bro. In five games, he has five steals. It's crazy how easy it is for him to steal the ball from people. Like, yeah. he would have more steals, but his hands are so quick that the referees are calling fouls because they're like, how the fuck did he get the ball? And it's crazy because that's a mentality. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's pure mentality. All mentality. Like, that's something that a lot of young basketball players have to learn how to get. Like, you can go so far with the mentality to play defense. Exactly. Everybody needs a defender. Yes. Like, at any level, no matter any your level. size, you need a defender. If you can lock up, they will want you. Yes, they will want you. Like, because the offensive part, like, that's cool. Like, a lot of teams, 
the average basketball roster, 13 to 15 people. 13 to 15, yeah. And it's like, not many rosters has a lockdown defender. Not many. Especially, Especially in today's like, game. Yeah. So for y'all to have that is crazy. Then I yeah. know for Jordan, I remember coming to some of your games when he was really young and watching you take him under your wing and, you know, like teach him certain things, you know, talk to him. I heard you talking to his people about, you know, yeah. him and stuff that he can get better at and watching him grow, you know, seeing him play. I, I came to one of your games a couple weeks ago and watching the way he shoot the ball is like, yeah, it's so crazy. It's like his release is so pure. Like no matter yes. where he's at, like it's really crazy to watch. He's definitely one of my favorite players to watch when I do come to your game. So, Bruh. and then I did notice the defense that y'all got, you know, watching Trey have five steals and stuff like yeah. that. Like, he really is a ball hawk. Speaking like on football, you know, like, you got a guy that's him. always around the ball. Yeah. Like, he's always around yeah. the ball. Like, you can see that he's a football player in this game. Yeah. Oh, you can definitely see yeah, it. Yeah. You can and see it. I feel it. like that's the part that translates. That mentality of football can exactly. translate to defense in basketball. Shout out to those guys. Jordan we, still can't outshoot me. I'm going to just throw that out there. <laughs> Uh, we will keep y'all updated on Yeah, their, we'll keep y'all updated on, on them and the other players that we spotlight and the time frames that we do spotlight um, them. All season, you'll get updates. And we might even have them come on, you know what I'm saying, rap y'all a little bit. Because I do want to speak to some of these kids about their mentality. Coaching them and then actually speaking to them away from it as just regular adults and people exactly. will be a different perspective. I'm going to talk about one kid, okay. a kid I coach. Travion Green, he plays offensive tackle. My favorite player. <laughs> I've known Big Trey for a few years now. I remember watching him play football for the very first time. I was out in some part of Henrico, and I watched him play 12U. If anybody doesn't know, that's 12 and under. This kid was about 6'4", 6'5", I said. Right, he was huge. Maybe about smooth 310 pounds at that time. <laughs> huge. And man, but I'm talking about, <laughs> no offense, Big Trey, you know you're my dog, but no talent at all. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? He just was out there like, Awkward kid who was too big to do anything yep, else. So like, he put him on a football field. Now, you know, he grew up from that point and he went on to play for the Central Virginia Hurricanes. And as everyone knows, that's one of the best, I say, talent builders. Yeah. You know, where a lot of kids get better there. Now, I coach him in high school and Big Trey has grown to be, he's 6'8", 360 pounds. He's entering his senior year. He's a three-star athlete, number 13 player in the state for the upcoming year. I think he'll be number one um, by the end of the uh, season. He definitely should. He's the number 42 tackle in the country, which I'd be hard-pressed to find 41 better Hell nah. better linemen than him, Hell personally. Nah. This upcoming year, I, I can't remember the number for sure, and I could be wrong, but i say he had an upwards to 80 to 100 pancake blocks. I mean, my man, is, he's just dominant. But being you know, 16, 17 years old, 6'8", when he get hands on people, like, you know, yeah. like it's over. And, you know, you've seen him in person. He's a, I don't think people understand how really big this, oh, he this is kid is. Like, huge. To put it in perspective for y'all, it's a, maybe about three or five offensive linemen in the NFL that are 6'8". And I don't think that, you know, because a lot of linemen are 6'6", six, six, you know, 6'7". Six, yeah, like, 6'8", yeah. is, that's big. Like, that's really big. That's entering basketball range. Yes. And he's also a basketball player as well. He ain't come play for me any day. <laughs> But, you know, Big Trey has seven scholarship offers from, you know, Virginia Tech, William & Mary, West Virginia, Rutgers, Pittsburgh, North Carolina, Liberty. You know, schools are constantly yeah. beating on the door for him. And uh, I will say he will, God willing, everything stays the way it's staying. And he continues mm -hmm. to progress and, you know, listen to coaching and, you know, just hone in on a few things that he can hone in on. We will see him playing. We'll definitely see him playing on Saturdays. But Sundays for sure, you know, too. But definitely Sundays. He's just something I want to shout out because his work, a lot of people would think it's just easy for a 6'8", 360-pound kid to just dominate, yeah. but, it's, but it's really not. 
you know our schedule. We play top teams in the country, and yeah, and it's hard. It's really hard, and he has really taken what we said serious, and he's gone out there every day and worked hard. The fruits of his labor is coming to fruition, man. You know, getting these offers, and it's just a blessing to see it happen. And we will definitely keep y'all updated yeah. on that journey, and as well as the, the players that were all spotlighted, and even some more players that we will point out, not just our own. Yeah, it's some talent in a the lot city, of talent. It's a talent in the state. And I feel like Virginia don't get the respect they deserve in basketball or football. But we definitely going to make sure they start hearing them from us, for sure. Before we get out of here, did you want to yeah, talk I, about I top five? Do you got a list or you got anything else you want to cover? I got a few plugs to throw in there. Like I said, I plugged my sister for her website and her brand. She got hats, stickers, website releases January 14th. T with T on Instagram, on Twitter, on T-E-E with T-E-A, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. The website will be released in January 14th. And I got to shout out my brothers to the Hardway Podcast. They definitely helped us out a lot along the way on getting this started. So I just wouldn't feel right letting them know how much we appreciate them. Yes, sir. Another shout out I want to put out is for both our podcasts, to the hard way in for here at Raising Kings. We uh want to shout out our brother Wad underscore Easy. A lot of the stuff y'all see with the graphics for both podcasts, you know, that's yep. that's all him. Don't look at his page. He's he's ugly. But please don't. Please <laughs> but, uh, don't. And he's also the godfather to our children. He looks like one of them, but he's a good guy. Yeah, good yeah. Guy. He, he's good only dude. like four two, four three. Yeah. He's also a coach. I'm not going to talk about him anymore. Yeah, no. sick to my stomach, but... Uh. I actually <laughs> fucking hate him. In correction, my wife just texted me. It's T-E-A with uh, T-E-E. Hmm. So, wow. uh, there's the correction there. Shout out to Bree for that. Yeah, Bree, thank you. She must be standing by the door. Yeah, I think, she's, I think she's right here. <laughs> <laughs> How long we been running? Oh, man, we are at one hour and 11 minutes. It didn't feel like that at all. Yeah. Hold on. Before we get out of here, hold on. I got it. Hey, say what's up to the podcast. Shout yourself out. Way do. What's T says? This is T with TX on Instagram. Follow me. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Do all that. Go buy a hat. Drop it January 14th. What's that on that? You heard what she said. That's the boss right there. You ready to get on up out of here, bro? It's been real. Episode one. I'm saying it like we never can record again. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, that, that's nah, the end but, of it. No, nah, but for real, for real, man, this is this is a new journey for both of us. Yeah. We've never done anything like this. We sit on the video game and in person and all that stuff, and we talk for days. So we decided to do it for y'all. And uh, yeah. so if y'all got any, you know, I'm going to say this a million times. You can hear real say it a million times. If y'all got anything that y'all want to hear, if y'all got anything that y'all think we could do better, please let never us hesitate. know. Never hesitate. Follow us online at Raising Kings Pod. On Instagram, Twitter, else we got Twitter, Facebook, coming, Facebook soon. coming soon, all of that. Yeah, so. and YouTube is in the works. Yes, so so be on the lookout. Y'all can match videos to the face. Coming up, man, we're gonna have guests in the future. We're gonna have a lot of different stories, a lot of different segments. Y'all are gonna continue to hear more on how we manage to coach and raise our sons while enjoying everything else that life has to offer. Exactly. So, we thank y'all for listening to us. We look forward to hearing from y'all again and allowing y'all to hear from us again. Yes, sir.